Samadhi Rush, a Sunrose Yoga production. Reveal and remember your sacred nature through the practice of yoga. The mission of this podcast is to share the teachings of yoga in an accessible way and to hold space for meaningful discussion. To learn more, please visit sunroseyoga.com. The podcast is made possible by the generous donations of students. If you practice with us here, please consider making a one-time or recurring donation at sunroseyoga.com. Thank you. Hi everybody, it's Kelly and welcome to episode 142 of Samadhi Rush. This is an all levels class with pranayam, with mudra, with yoga philosophy and movement. So glad that you are here. For photos of the shapes and so much more yoga, visit sunroseyoga.com. Thank you. Love. My wish for you. Find your way into a shape that makes sense for some breath work. So it could be lying on the ground or sitting in whatever shape makes sense for you. And if it's comfortable for you, allow the eyes to become a little bit heavy and possibly close. Invite the body to settle completely into the gravity that's already supporting it. Let yourself really yield rather than resist gravity. Yield to rather than resist. And this could feel sort of slouchy. Like for me, I feel kind of like I'm sitting behind my sitting bones. And from that place of softness, we'll engage just enough to remember the natural length of the spine. So lengthening without aggression, without force. For the next couple of breaths, we'll practice the Ajapa Mantra, where we breathe in through the nose and we breathe out through the mouth in a way that's sort of similar to how you would breathe if you wanted to fog up a mirror. So sort of like a... Letting it be soft and gentle and unforced. Observing the breath, 
like a scientist, what's the temperature of the breath? What sounds does the breath make? And we'll continue to breathe, breathe like this for maybe four more breaths, letting our attention sort of travel to the, the, the space in the mouth, the space in the throat, and just sort of noticing how wide, how cavernous, how spacious things are there as you exhale. And in time, we'll shift this breath again. We'll, we'll maintain that sense of openness, that spaciousness in the mouth and in the throat, but we'll close the lips so that the breath actually, the breath out actually escapes through the nose, but we're maintaining that sense of openness in the mouth and in the throat. You might notice that the sound, the, the like quiet Darth Vader sound remains. It might even become a little bit louder because it's contained by the closing of the lips. And in time, we'll invite the breath to resume its natural shape and sounds and rhythm. Noticing what sensation remains in the body. And if the eyes are closed, you might start to open them slowly. Noticing how sight returns.
And through our practice, we'll remain in that, that space of curiosity, noticing the, the spacious interior landscape that's already happening you know, beneath the, the skin and how that landscape interacts with the shapes that we make and how it interacts with the environment, the earth and the sky and air all around us. And so in time, we'll move down onto the floor, onto our backs, in a shape of constructive rest. Knees bent, soles of the feet on the floor, heels about as wide as the sitting bones. And as you breathe in, we'll reach the arms, hands, and fingers toward the sky. And as you breathe out, we'll reach the arms, hands, and fingers up overhead, bending at the elbows just enough so that ease happens in the shoulders. And as you breathe in, we'll press the feet into the floor. We'll press the small of the back into the floor. And as you breathe out, come back to neutral. And as you breathe in, we'll press the soles of the feet into the floor, the small of the back into the floor. <coughs> and as you breathe out, come back to neutral. And we'll do this a handful of times, just sort of noticing the sensation that you feel in the body, the sensation of the length of the spine being supported by the earth, the tiny movements that are happening. And so we've been talking a lot about, you know, suffering and the alleviation of suffering. And, and the Yoga Sutras talk about the primary cause of suffering being avidya, or ignorance, or blindness. Avid. Vid in Sanskrit also is that, that cognate for vision. Ignorance of our true nature the brilliance that's, that's already happening, the, the love that already exists within us. And we can start to find our way back to sight by paying attention. And we can do this in the body, you know, in these super subtle movements that if you practice them, you know are like the most advanced yoga there is because we're working against you know, all of this cultural conditioning to move fast and to move on to the next more interesting, in quotes, thing. So if we just start paying attention to the sensation of the soles of the feet making contact with earth, of the lumbar curve making contact with earth, of the breath, as it moves into and out of the body. And so the next time that you're breathing in and pressing the feet into the floor and the small of the back into the floor, pause in that shape and notice what engages. Notice how the feet engage, how the muscles of your calves engage, how the quads engage, how things are stirring deep in the core maybe even up into the chest. 
And on another breath in, we'll press the feet into the floor and we'll start to use the legs to lift the hips, the low back, the mid back, away from the floor to just a little baby version of Setu Bandha Sarvangasana bridge pose. And on an exhalation, we'll roll back down again. And we'll move through this, this tiny flow a couple of times where we'll breathe in, pressing the feet into the floor, pressing the small of the back into the floor, wrapping the sitting bones under the body on the exhalation, and with the next breath in, using the strength of the legs to start to peel the sacrum, the low back, the mid back away from the floor. And on a breath out, rolling back down. And we'll do that a couple of times. Again, the work is the paying attention. The work is noticing what's already happening. Sounds easy. So hard. I can find so many ways to distract myself. How could I make this harder? That was a mantra of mine for a while. And maybe the next time or two that you are in the shape of Setupanta Sarvangasana bridge where the feet are pressing into the floor, the hips are lifted, part of the low and mid back are away from the floor, we'll pause in this shape. And we'll sort of play with the balance of effort and ease, the effort required to hold the shape, tempered with this layer, this level of ease, so that you're still connected to the breath. You're still connected to that expanse of interior space, the interior landscape. And you might start to notice things like the distance from the tailbone to the belly button, the distance from the belly button to the center of the heart, the distance from the center of the heart to the center of the throat, the distance from the center of the throat to the space between the brows, and the distance between the center of the brows to the top of the head. And on an exhalation, we'll roll all the way back down. And notice what you feel. Going deep into the depths of the strength of our core, as you breathe in, invite the knees in toward the chest. And you might hug and sway for just a moment. Really let it be natural, like the kind of thing that you would do, you know, if you weren't in a yoga class. If you were at home, just sort of like rolling around on the floor. And in time, we'll, we'll organize the body so that the knees are still drawing toward the chest, but we'll reach the arms, hands, and fingers again up toward the sky. And on an exhalation, we'll open the arms up wide so that the backs of the hands make contact with the floor. Arms are perpendicular to the spine. And you could turn the palms up or down depending 
on what feels best for the shoulders. And we'll start to play with the distance <coughs> between the heels and the backside. You might lift the heels a little ways or a lot ways away from the backside and you might start to play with the angle of the quads, the tops of the thighs relative to the torso. And you might separate the knees a bit so that the heels again are sort of stacked over the sitting bones. And we'll take in a breath here. And as you breathe out, we'll start to lower the low body about halfway over to the right as you look to the left. And as you breathe in, bring everything back to the center. See if you can use the entire length of your breath to complete the movement. As you breathe out, start to lower the low body to the left as you look to the right, about halfway. And we'll breathe in and come back to center. And we'll do this, this movement a couple more times, exhaling, moving the legs about halfway over, looking the other way and breathing in, coming back to the center. Giving ourselves space to have the process, you know, for giving ourselves space for the body to figure it out. Like, how do I do this? And then moving into that space of what do I feel? And maybe aligning with the idea of staying curious. Because it's hard to pay attention if we think we know everything there is to know already. And so we'll add on just a little bit the next time as you're lowering your legs halfway to the right and looking to the left, we'll extend the left leg straight. Almost like you're kicking a soccer ball. And we'll breathe in, bend that knee, bring it all back to the center. And as you breathe out, start to lower halfway to the left, extend the right leg, look to the right. And breathe in, come back to center. And as you breathe out and you're lowering your legs over to the right, we'll extend the left leg, so the top leg. We'll do this a couple of times, breathing in, always back to the center, breathing out, switching sides. And even though it's hard, like it's objectively challenging, can we let there be this shimmer of ease? You know, a looseness in the reins. And the next time we're exhaling to the right, we'll change, we'll add on to the movement a little bit more. We'll extend the right leg down toward the bottom of the mat as we extend the left leg out toward the right hand. Breathing in, bending both knees, bringing them back to center. And breathing out, switching sides. As you lower the legs to the left, the leg, left leg goes down toward the bottom of the mat. The right leg goes out and we'll breathe in back to center. And a couple of times just like this, moving just like you. How do I do it? What do I feel? 
And if we remain in that space of curiosity, sometimes we're invited into this place of experimentation. What happens if? What would happen if I tried it this way? What would happen if I tried it that way? And the next time that you're breathing in and coming back to the center, we'll stay there. And we'll practice a little bit of, of integrated core work. So we'll extend the legs toward the sky. And we'll stack the heels over the sitting bones as nearly as you can approximate. And the idea here is to find and maintain that balance of effort and ease. So you might need to do some, some shifting of the angles, some shifting of, of the bend in the knees or the degree to which the legs are straight. And if it's within possibility, you might extend the arms in just the same way. Arms parallel to each other, parallel to the legs letting the arms settle into their sockets, letting the shoulders settle into the floor. Let there be a lot of room for ease. So maybe bend the fingers. Let there be some space between the toes. And for a couple of breaths, we'll just pulse here. You might Bend the knees and the elbows as you breathe in. And as you breathe out, extend. And you might bend as you breathe in, just letting it get really sort of soft and gooey. And as you breathe out, extend. And maybe two more, just like that. Super subtle. And after the next exhalation brings you into extension, we'll breathe in and hug the knees into the chest. And again, sway or wobble or shimmy. And in time, we'll make our way up to stand. For some of us, it will make sense to roll to one side. For some of us, it might be interesting to roll all the way up. And as always, don't be afraid to try something that might not work. We'll take the blocks to the top of the mat. And once you bring your body to the top of the mat, like give everything a little shake, a little rattle, a little hokey pokey. find our way to Tadasana. Heels are directly beneath the sitting bones. There's enough give in the knees so that you don't feel locked. The tailbone is heavy. The heart is light. And the belly is engaged just enough. Like just invite the belly button to move a millimeter closer to the spine to protect the lumbar curve. Ease through your collarbone.
And as you breathe in, we'll sweep the right arm out and up toward the sky. And as you breathe out, bend at the elbow. And as you breathe in, reach that right arm up toward the sky. Notice the length of that side of the body. And as you breathe out, bend at the elbow. And we'll do that a couple of times. bending at the elbow, we'll pause in this shape and we'll let there be a little bit of softness. So we'll let the hand have a little bit of give. The elbow be soft, the shoulder be soft. And you will begin to connect to the sensation of aliveness in the right hand. a mudra, and sometimes it's useful to close the eyes a little bit here. What if from that sensation of aliveness in the hands, you start to communicate with them, fear not. the shape that your hands made. Fear not. Bravery. And we'll relax the effort of that arm. Notice what you're feeling in the right side of the body. And with the breath in, we'll sweep the left arm to the sky. And as you breathe out, bend at the elbow. Do that a handful of times. Noticing sensation in the body. Noticing what's interesting to you. Your scapula has so much to share with you. If you can increase your capacity for listening. aliveness in the left hand. And in this hand, can you get a sense of fire, of holding a flame? Nourishing
exhale, we'll release that left arm down, maybe take a peek at the shape that the left hand made, and we'll come back to these two mudras later on. Relax the effort. And as you breathe in, we'll sweep the arms, hands, and fingers toward the sky. And as you breathe out, we'll dive forward to Uttanasana. Feel free to use the blocks under the hands or to bring the hands to the shins or to the tops of the thighs. Let the crown of the head be heavy. Let the back of the skull be soft. And for the next couple of breaths, we'll just start to magnify the natural movements of the body with the breath. So you might find a lengthening that happens as you breathe in. You might lift the heart, lengthen the spine. Ardha Uttanasana. And as you exhale, you might fold more deeply into your standing forward fold, Uttanasana. So breathing in, lengthening all beautiful upper backs. Exhale, fold. Following the breath for maybe two more cycles of breath. Nice. Everybody's thoracic spine. This you fold. We'll pause there. Maybe placing the hands onto the blocks. And as you breathe in, we'll step the right foot back, coming to a lunge. A high lunge. Hands on the blocks for stability. Let the right knee bend enough so that you feel it engage. Engage the glutes. Bring the hands to the top of the thigh. Let the tailbone be heavy and the heart be light. With a breath in, we'll sweep the arms, hands, and fingers to the sky. And as you breathe out, we'll soften the shoulders. Couple breaths here. Let it be loose enough so that you feel all of the movement that's naturally going to happen here. As you breathe in the next time, we'll bend that right knee a little bit more. And as you breathe out, We'll shift toward Virabhadrasana 3, Warrior 3. Weight in the left foot, right leg extends and lifts. And as you breathe out, we'll step back to our lunge. We'll breathe in and reach the arms, hands, and fingers forward and down to the earth. And as you breathe out, step back to Downward Facing Dog, Adho Mukha all free to substitute whatever shape, downward dog-like shape, is the medicine for your body. Maybe that's puppy. Maybe that's bhaktasana. Maybe it's dolphin or table. And on a breath in, as it comes to you, we'll step the right foot forward between the hands, finding our way into the lunge second side. Bending the left knee a little bit for stability. Bringing the hands to the top of the right thigh. Let the tailbone be heavy and the heart be light. Beautiful, gorgeous hearts. With a breath, we'll circle sweep the arms around and up.
and exhale, soften everywhere. Let the reins, your grasp on the reins be loose enough so that you can really feel how the body moves you. On a breath in, we'll bend the left knee a little bit more. And as you breathe out, start to shift your weight into the right foot, lifting the left leg. Try not to worry about how far away from the floor that foot is. Nice, soft between the fingers. And as you breathe out, we'll step back to our lunge. Breathing in, reach the hands forward and down toward the earth. And as you breathe out, we'll step the left foot forward to meet the right. As you breathe in, come up halfway, lengthening. And as you breathe out, pulling. And we'll do that one more time. As you breathe in, bring the torso up halfway. And as you breathe out, we'll start to round the low back. So let the tailbone start to become heavy. Let the belly button start to move toward the spine. So we have this nice rounding happening from the belly button to the tailbone. You might walk the hands up to the tops of the thighs. And just as we're, as we're rounding the low back, let's take a nice breath out and bend the knees, almost like we're going to sit into a chair. Round low back. And with the breath in, we'll start to arch the upper back, lift the heart, smile through the collarbones. Beautiful. We have our little I've been calling this Betty Boop Utkatasan. Does it make sense? And as you exhale, fold forward. Breathing in, press the feet into the floor, rise all the way up to stand. Sweep the arms, hands, and fingers to the sky. And as you breathe out, bring everything back to the heart. And pause, notice what you feel. Notice, take time to notice. On a breath in, we'll sweep the arms, hands, and fingers to the sky. And as you breathe out, dive forward, Uttanasana. On an inhalation, we'll lengthen the spine, lift the heart, Ardha Uttanasana. And exhale forward. And again, the hands might come to the blocks for stability. As you breathe in, step the left foot back. And again, we'll find our, our high lunge. You might take a moment here to appreciate the length of the body, to engage the left glutes to support you as you climb out. Tailbone is heavy, heart is light, gorgeous collarbones. On a breath in, let's sweep the arms, hands and fingers to the sky. And as you breathe out, bend at the elbows. Can you soften the hands enough? And can you remember the essence of the mudras that you created? Fire in the left hand, bravery in the right. And the mudras themselves, they need a little bit of give. They need a little bit of air. Mudra means seal. And if it doesn't have a little give, it'll just dry up and crackle. 
breathing in, reaching the arms, hands, and fingers to the sky. Bend the left knee a little bit. And as you breathe out, we'll again shift to Virabhadrasana 3, Warrior 3. Engaging the left leg. We'll start to transition toward Ardha Chandrasana. So start to lower your hands toward the floor. And your right hand might find the floor or it might find your block. Bring the left hand to the left hip. And we'll start to open, we'll let an external rotation happen there. So the belly and the points of the hips start to face the long side of the mat. And potentially, the left arm might reach toward the sky. But for some of us, for stability, we'll keep that left hand at the hip or the side waist. With a breath in, we'll start to transition back to Virabhadrasana 3. Belly and hips face back toward the floor. And as you breathe out, set that left foot back down, coming back to the lunge. And now we'll reverse the lunge. We'll take the left hand, sweep it up and back, bringing it to the left thigh, reach the right hand toward the sky. Soft shoulders, engaged booty, so that you support the mid-back. And the back bend happens in the upper range of the spine. Beautiful, nice. Breathe in, cartwheel the hands toward the earth. Breathe out to downward facing dog. Full breaths in here, or, or something like down dog. Feeling the sensation of the shape from the tops of the fingernails over the back of the body. As you breathe out and feeling the length of the front of the body from the toenails up the front of the body all the way to the hairline as you breathe in. And on a breath in, we'll step the left foot forward, either from down dog or from table. And we'll start to climb out of that <coughs> runner's lunge into a high lunge, bending the right knee enough, engaging at the glutes to support spine. Tailbone is heavy. Heart is light, arms sweep around and up, and on an exhalation, bend at the elbows. And can you remember these mudras of bravery and fire? Our practice teaches us not to avoid, and to walk into what needs walking into. Be there completely, seeing completely, Vidya, what is actually happening. And that is how we find this state of yoga chitta vritti nirodaha. As you breathe in, reach the arms, hands, and fingers to the sky. Bend that right knee a little bit, and as you breathe out, we'll start to shift toward warrior three. Engaging your right leg is so useful here. Beautiful. <coughs> and we'll start to shift, transition toward half moon, Ardha Chandrasana. Left hand moving toward the block or toward the earth. Right hand moving toward the hip, peeling open at the hip. So the belly and the points of the hips are to 
gaze at the long side of the mat. Beautiful. And on an exhalation, letting the belly and the points of the hips shift their gaze down. Breathing out, stepping the right foot back, coming back to our lunge. And we'll take this to a reverse lunge. We'll, we'll take the right hand up and back toward the top of the thigh. We'll reach the left arm toward the sky. Let the tailbone be heavy and the heart be light. And to protect the mid-back, the bendy part of the back, invite the belly button to move just the teeniest bit closer to the spine so that you have more range in the upper back. And as you breathe in, we'll cartwheel the hands toward the earth. And as you breathe out, we'll step back to down dog or puppy, or devotional, or dolphin. And on an inhalation, we'll step the right foot forward between the hands. And as you exhale, we'll lower the left knee down to the earth. And you'll gather your blocks and bring the blocks and bring both arms to the inside edge of the right knee. And we'll do a little sort of self-assessment here. Let's take the left toes and we'll tuck them under and notice what you feel. And as you exhale, untuck the toes and notice what happens in the pelvis, how we sort of drop into the pelvis. Now part of our work as, as, as yoga is self-study, svadhyaya, and this requires truth, satya, and some bravery. So if you would consider yourself more flexible than strong, keep the back toes tucked under. And if you would consider yourself more strong then flexible, untuck the back toes. You don't, have, you don't have to commit to this for the rest of your life, fortunately. Not even for this whole pose. We'll breathe into the length of the back of the body, and as you breathe out, we'll start to invite the heart to soften toward the earth, almost like you're just hinging from the hips. And you might bring the forearms, the elbows to rest on the block, and pause. And at each moment, at each increment of change in the shape, like, you know, check in. Am I able to be with the experience? Or am I sort of counting down the moments that will be left in this shape? Or silently repeating the F word as a mantra? If that's the case, ease out of it. Find that point of balance between sthira and sukha, effort and ease. And on a breath in, we'll slowly start to bring the torso back toward upright. Notice what you feel. 
And we'll make a kind of interesting transition here where we'll start to shift the hips back. You might walk your hands back or bring your blocks with you. Move the left foot over toward the right side. Lower the booty all the way back so that you're sitting with your left heel to the right side of your backside. And then we'll take that right leg, bend the knee, and hug that leg to the left side of the left thigh. Gorgeous. Let the, the sitting bones settle into the earth. So you're really sort of sitting back here. And with the left arm, you might start to hug gently, sweetly, non-aggressively, the left or the right leg in toward the chest. And on an exhalation, beginning with the face, we'll start to look to the right. We'll let that gaze sort of shift into the throat, into the collarbones and the shoulders. Maybe the right hand comes behind you on the floor, just sort of for guidance. Notice this smile sort of broadening across the collarbones from shoulder to shoulder. And do we still have access to that expanse of the interior? As you breathe in, start to slowly untwirl. Pause and notice like particularly in the torso, what you feel, right side and left side. And we'll climb out of the shape. So we'll take the right leg, bring it back forward, shift the weight forward back to our little lunge. Tuck the left toes under and ease your way back to down dog or something like it, like puppy. Anahatasana, bhaktasana. Move like you and still like be open to experiencing how the left and right side of the body are feeling sensation-wise in this moment. And as a breath in, as an inhalation, engagement comes to you, we'll step the left foot forward. And we'll organize the body, exhaling, lowering the right knee down to the floor, bringing the blocks and both arms to the inside of the left knee. And again, you might do a little assessment here, just tucking and untucking the toes, noticing what you feel. Sometimes the engagement is useful, particularly if you feel like super mobile through the pelvis. If you feel like this is really easy, tuck the toes under. <coughs> and on an exhalation, start to hinge from the hips, inviting the heart to move toward the earth. Going to the seat or the source of sensation and investigating it, noticing exactly what you're feeling.
And then the breath in will slowly begin to climb out of the shape. We'll shift the hips back, moving the right foot over to the left side of the body, sitting down so that the right heel is just next to your left haunch or your left flank. Bending the left knee and hugging that, that foot over to the right side of your right leg. And we'll use the right arm to sort of casually hug the left leg. Breathing into the length of the spine. And as you breathe out, let a twirl start to happen in the face. Maybe looking to the left. Keeping the pelvis stable. And letting this twist happen in the upper register of the spine. Maybe the left hand comes behind the back for guidance. Checking in, can you still be with these interior landmarks, like the space between the tailbone and the belly button? Space between the belly button and the heart. The space between the heart and the throat. The space between the throat and the space between the brows. And the space between the brows to the top of the head. As you inhale, slowly start to untwirl. Releasing the arms. We'll bring the hands behind us. And we'll unwind the legs. Feet just right in front of the sitting bones. Hands behind your back. and. It just sort of depends on your shoulders and your elbows whether the fingers will point toward or away from the booty, the backside. We'll press the feet into the floor, press the hands into the floor, and as you breathe in, start to lift the sacrum away from the earth, moving toward tabletop. Let the gaze stay between the knees, soften the ears, soften the throat. And on an exhalation, we'll lower the bum back down to the earth. And we'll bring the soles of the feet together as we separate the knees. Let the distance between the pelvis and the heels be sustainable. So for some of us, we'll be holding the shins. For some of us, we'll be holding the big toes or around the pinky toe side of the foot. Breathe into the length of your spine, and as you do that, can you soften into the pockets of the hips? And we'll spend a couple of breaths just like that, just sort of settling into the sitting bones, settling into the pockets of the hips. Breathing into the length 
of the body and as you breathe out we'll start to hinge from the hips almost as though someone were speaking directly to the center of the heart and inviting it across the room just sort of like come closer And for the last couple of breaths, you might start to slowly tuck the chin. And as you breathe in, you might start to notice the length of the front of the body from the pubic bone to the top of the forehead. And as you breathe out, you might start to notice the expansiveness of the back of the body from the top of the head to the tailbone. And we'll slowly, slowly Start to meander out of the fold, Parakonasana, with a breath in. And the work is to be as sensitive coming out as we are going in. We'll invite the knees back together and we'll make our way down onto our backs again in that shape of constructive rest, this time with the strap within easy reach. So knees are bent, soles of the feet are on the floor. Heels are close enough to the body so that you feel like you can hold this shape easily without reaching. And as you breathe in, draw the right knee toward the chest. And as you breathe out, set that right foot back down again. And this time, we'll do that again with our attention on the sacrum, on the very lowest part of the back. As you breathe in, draw the right knee toward the chest. And this time, as you breathe out, let your left hip just sort of soften. So we'll hold the shape, but we'll soften through the left side of the body. And depending on your hamstrings, you might now like to bring out your strap and just sort of lasso the bottom of the foot with the strap. You can always let it go. And we'll take hold of the strap or the foot with the right hand. And as you breathe in, press the sole of the left foot into the floor. And as you breathe out, we'll start to move that right leg toward straight. <coughs> Let the sacrum stay heavy. Let the right hip stay heavy. Let the shoulder 
the shoulders stay soft. <coughs> and for some of us, it feels good to keep the sole of that left foot on the floor. And some of us might want to experiment with extending that left leg down toward the bottom of the mat. Again, if you get into that space where you're wondering how long we'll be here, or you're silently cursing, come out of it a little bit. And as you breathe in, if it feels okay on the neck, you might lift the head to gaze down toward the left toes. And as you breathe out, you might extend the left arm alongside the body. We'll breathe in and let it out with a With your next breath in, release the head back to the floor, release the arm back to your side. And as you breathe out, start to bend both of the knees, so sliding the sole of the left foot back to the floor, drawing your right knee toward the chest, unlooping the strap. Extend that leg toward the sky and give it a jiggle, and then release the right leg down next to the left, and notice what you feel. And in time, we'll press the sole of the left foot into the floor. And as you breathe in, draw the right knee toward the chest. And breathe out, release. And we'll do that one more time with our awareness on the sacrum. Draw the right or the left knee toward the chest. And this time, as you breathe out, just let the sacrum be heavy. Let the hips settle into their pockets. Depending on the hamstrings, we'll loop the strap around the sole of the left foot or we'll take hold of the big toe or the instep. And as you breathe out, we'll extend the left leg long. Let there be enough give in the strap so that your left shoulder feels easy. We're not reaching from there. Left hip is heavy, left side of the sacrum, right side of the sacrum are heavy. And you might start to notice some of those interior landmarks like the sitting bone, the left sitting bone, the back of the left knee, the center of the left heel. And in time, you might start to slide that right leg down toward the bottom of the mat if that is correct and appropriate for your body. And on a breath in, we'll lift the head, we'll peel the head from the floor. And as you breathe out, extend the right arm alongside the body. And we'll take a couple of those cleansing breaths in through the nose and out with a 
And as you breathe in, release the head back to the earth. And as you breathe out, release the arm, bend the knee, let go of the strap and the right knee and jiggle out the left leg. Before you bring that foot back down to the floor. And just pause for a moment. Notice sensation in the body. And before we rest, we'll let just the most ease-saturated reclining twists happen. So you might reach the arms toward arms, hands, and fingers toward the sky, and then up overhead, letting a bend happen in the elbows. And you might scooch your heels closer or farther away from the backside, depending on how intense you'd like this to be. And as you breathe out, just let the knees start to drop to the right as you look to the left. Let everything become heavy and soft and spacious. As you breathe in, bring everything back to the center. And as you breathe out, let everything fall to the left as you look to the right. Yielding to gravity. Feeling and knowing the support of the earth. As you breathe in, bring everything back to the center and make those last movements or shapes or changes that feel necessary. Before you start to move in the general direction of your shape of rest or integration. And that's whatever shape is restful for you. It could be lying on the back or the side or the belly. Or with legs up the wall. and invite everything to settle into your bones. 
Invite your bones to settle into the earth. Invite your awareness to float up to the skin. Listening and, and just breathing with the skin. Notice the places where your body is making contact with earth. Be 
can you feel yourself settling into those spaces a little bit more? those places where your body is making contact with the sky, the air and space all around you. And can you feel yourself being drawn into that contact a little bit more? And you might take a few deeper breaths. Noticing the sensation of breath passing through the nostrils and sort of enlivening the entire body. a pulsation of movement back to the hands and the feet and invite that pulsation of movement to spread across your entire form. time and in your own way start to meander back toward your seat And your hands might find their way to your heart, or you might return to those mudras that we made earlier, the bravery in the right hand and fire in the left. I thought we could conclude our work today with an om feeling the sound of Om sort of echoing through the interior space of the body. So we'll take a full breath in and let it go. And a breath in 
savory fire, truth, clear sight. I wish them all to you. Namaste.